Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cowabungas, my dudes. Welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand, a show about two Irish Egypts who give their two Egypt opinions on movies we watch. My name's Daniel. This is Owen. Say hello, Owen. What's up, dudes? And today we're talking about the 1990 movie of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A classic, which will make people feel old because I was born in 1990. I was I was not yet born when this came you out. Didn't exist, no. I did not exist, no. Yeah, and weren't you happier with that while this was in the world? Not existing. Yes. Yeah, not existing was was great, to be honest. Pretty tight, yeah. Anyway, before we get into it, um, how are you on? Have you been up to anything? Any projects? Uh, I'm grand. I'm doing okay. It's a Sunday as we're recording this, and I've spent my morning watching a new. Super shitty TV show on Netflix. Okay, go on. Tell us the ah. name. Uh, it's called Fate, the Winx Saga. It's Is based. That the it's anime? Ba- yeah, no, it's based on the the Winx Club cartoons on Nickelodeon. That's about. Oh right, okay. A secret yeah. school for fairies. <laughs> it's, okay, it's, fair enough. It's right up my street. <laughs> and you've been watching it all day, have you? Uh, no. I mean, does I've taken my time with it because there's only six episodes. So I've been, I watched a couple yesterday and I watched a couple this morning. And I have okay. I have an episode and a half left, I think, maybe. Something like something along those lines. Okay. All right. Um okay. I'm I'll be sure to avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> As I imagine I wouldn't be too mad into it. No, probably um, not. Yeah, let's go into who was you know, involved in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um Director is Steve Barron, and you, while we were watching this movie, and obviously you were so entranced by the movie itself, you were searching things on the I, site. I, spent, I spent much of the runtime looking up interesting things about the movie to keep my attention. Yeah. Uh, yes, he's an Irishman. Well, b- born in Dublin, raised well, in Well, he's Irish-British, he calls himself, because he grew up in London, I believe. Yeah, He was born in Dublin, yeah. Okay. Grand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Interesting, I yeah, never knew. And, and he's done some interesting things. Um, for example, um, he has done Coneheads, which is a bit of a cult classic. He's also weirdly done Supersized. I don't know what that is. He, uh, the McDonald's thing. Supersized guy me? who just ate, I think is surely that's it. Yeah, no, it's not. This is from 2019. Sorry, yeah, I'm yeah. wrong, folks. <laughs> it's some weird um, superhero movie of older people. Yeah, which, I mean... Super Size Me is the Michael Moore like, fast food documentary. He also did The Adventures of Pocahontas. Oh, no, Pinocchio. Jesus Christ, folks. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, so otherwise he hasn't really done anything massively. But anyway, um, writers, um, there's a whole bunch of writers... Uh, uh, Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, they're also characters in the movie itself. And then we have some big stars, and uh, not big stars, we have stars. We have some stars have become big stars. Who was your favorite one of those, Owen? From you this? were waiting for him to show up. 
We only had one, really. He's the only one. Yeah, we only I mean, one, yeah. I mean, um, Skeet Ulrich has a brief appearance, and he's in Riverdale now, so that's that was cool. But Sam Rockwell shows up. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's in this. Briefly. He has, like, and he plays his two scenes. typical character where he's, uh, you know, a bit of a prick. A lovable um, scumbag who's just waiting yeah. for him to say something racist. Yeah. Not Sam Rockwell, though, his character. Yeah, yeah, his character. His like, character, yeah, exactly. right? He's, he's had a patch there where he played just piece of shit racist people, but the movie wanted you to, like, think he was a nice guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah and, you know, in the cast-wise, um, interesting thing to note, um, the three of the turtles uh, have two actors involved, with one being the physical actor and one doing the voice acting, except for one, who is uh, Josh Pays, who played mm-hmm. Raphael, who... Both did the physical part and the voice acting part, and had claustrophobia. Imagine wearing those big rubbery suits with a helmet on, acting, physically performing, but then being terrified in an enclosed space. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's enough scary shit in this movie without yeah. that being added. The turtle costumes are scary enough as is. I think. Yeah. I mean, you you think they look ugly? They're hideous. You were saying that they're like they're, they're like most of Jim Henson's creations. They're not nice Ooh. to look at. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yeah, uh, this is when we get cancelled, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, that's it. I suppose we should now get into the movie itself. Well, do you want to name the oh. rest of the cast? I mean, I, I would, but there's not many great... There's uh, Judith Hogue, who plays April O'Neil. Elias Coutias, who plays Casey Jones, who I definitely thought was the guy from Law & Order for three mm. quarters of the movie. Even yeah. to the point where you said, ah, no, Dan, and someone else went, ah, he still looks exactly he like does, him. He does look like him, yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Pace, as we said. Um, David Foreman plays Leonardo. Um, Brian Tochi um, plays Leonardo as well. I'm just trying to think. Corey Feldman plays Donatello. He was the biggest name involved in the cast. Robbie Rist is Michelangelo. Kevin Clash is Splinter. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple of others. And just to name them, because their job was just as important, the puppeteers. Yes, the three puppets for Splinter. Leonardo, Martin P. Robinson, and David Foreman. Donatello, David Rudman, Leif Tilden, and Ernie Reyes Jr. Raphael, David Greenway, Josh Pace, of course. And yeah. Ken Troom, Michelangelo, played by Mark Wilson, and Michelin Sisti, and Splinter was operated and performed by Kevin Clash, Ricky Boyd, and Robert Teigner. So kudos to those guys. Yes. All had a very kudos. Um, the in suit guys all had cameos in the movie. It is, yeah. Um I believe um Josh Pace was in a cab or something. I think he's the guy. And in, a few yeah. of the people were in yeah, some people are gang members and foot messengers and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think at the very big, the earliest one is the pizza guy who delivers um, yeah. Donnie's pizza is weirdly... Talking to um, himself, sort of. <laughs> well, uh, no, Don, I think Donnie, it, it's Michelangelo who's actually getting the pizza or something. Yeah, and, and it's... The, it's he it's, plays it's, Michelangelo, the pizza man, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's to Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Was it? I think. Oh no, it's not. It's Mikey, Mikey. Was Mikey the was pizza, like, ah, I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. three dollars off. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird fact about uh, the movie. Uh, so the movie was massively like uh, sponsored by Pizza Hut, like when it was coming mm-hmm. up 
material, but for that pizza being delivered, it was Domino's because Pizza Hut at the time didn't deliver pizza. Yeah. Which is an odd one, spending so much money, like being involved in them. Like, worked for and them. And then we give it to the opposition, you know? There we go. Yeah, it know? worked for them. All right. Yeah, it did. I shall play the sting now. Okay, very good. So, New York is ravaged by crime. Um, politicians are trying to tell... <laughs> okay. But tell us about the movie, it's 1990. <laughs> <laughs> New York is ravaged with crime. <laughs> um, it was at the time, you know, there was a quite a, actually an epidemic of um, crimes going on in real life, I believe, as well. Um, it wasn't a good time to be in New York. Um, but... It's it's kind of sweeping the city, and no one knows who is stealing these things. Like, um, until we, as viewers, start seeing some scenes that it's kids, it's teenagers, young adults who are running around robbing televisions. Yeah, the, of the old... crime in question is theft yeah. and robbery. By the way, theft and robbery. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not like a, it's not a murderer type situation. Yeah, it's yeah. Just a bunch of hoodlums. Maybe they should have. A bunch of hoodlums stealing stereos and selling them to ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not even selling them to ninjas because they work for the ninjas. They're giving them the to clan. ninjas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the foot clan, yeah. And you know, they're building up um I guess a crime syndicate that trying to sell the stuff. I mean, it never really goes into why they're robbing all this stuff, but you know. It never explains it. And honestly, there's it's part of me thinks that the kids stealing the stereos and stuff was unrelated to the foot clan stuff. That these kids were like in a gang themselves, and then Shredder came in and just like took over them. Yeah, because okay, I, the kids kind of you see their little hideout, and they've got like all fucking fancy stereos and like hockey tables and <laughs> arcade yeah, yeah. games and stuff. I think they were just like stealing stereos for the crack or something, and then Shredder came along and was like, "You are ninjas now. You work for me." Do you think that's it? Because I th- I think he hired them all because that's the whole point of it that. He pointed at uh, kids who didn't have maybe the best family life at home. Yeah, and he found them. Not part of my family. He found them all readily available in a a disused warehouse down by the river. I think that was there. (laughs) I think the Foot Clan owned that place. Like, that's the whole point. You know, Mm. that's why we saw Foot Clan members all around as well. Like, no, I'm not saying they weren't there together, but I'm saying the kids, the kids were together beforehand. That's why Sam Rockwell is like the kid leader. Okay, right. What what makes you think that? Um, just nothing about <laughs> nothing about the Foot Clan, a secret ancient society of ninjas stealing stereos yeah. and CD players, makes sense. So ah, but did you not hear about the ancient myths that only Japanese Americans knew about of the Foot Clan? I mean, yeah, I guess it was <laughs> well, as one as somebody remarked. This is very reminiscent of the Foot Clan in ancient Japan, huh? <laughs> What are you talking about, buddy? All the Japanese-American people are talking about It's like, oh, what happened? Oh, they stole a stereo. (gasps) It is just Uh, like the ancient stories. Japan was just um, ahead for its time. (laughs) Like even back then, in ancient Japanese times, had like stereos. You know, do we know it's an ancient story of Japan? Is it? Do we just think it's ancient because it had ninjas involved? And we assume ninjas are quite a bit old. If it was an ancient story and ninjas were involved, but um, maybe it's just you know, modern day. Maybe it was like it happened 10 years ago. That's why, like, oh, yeah, when I was back in Japan, like, this happened all the time. Oh, that's weird. 
so that that happens. Um, we see um, April O'Neil, and she's trying to crack this case. I'm not sure what kind of um, journalist she is because she's on the television, but she's also like at the scenes trying to find out what happened, asking police cops, "Hey, what's the big idea?" and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, she's an investigative yeah. reporter, but she's also on the yes TV, like she's in the in the actual room. <laughs> yeah, like at the beginning, like. She, yeah, she's both then, okay? She's like works at the news company in front of the camera, but she also is outside investigating. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Uh we get a little homage um where she wears a big yellow rain jacket, you know, which is the yellow jumpsuit she wore in the cartoons. Um one of the few things that kind of survived into this movie, apparently the director and all that, they weren't really up for the idea of having a lot of the cartoon stuff be in this movie. Which is weird because you'd think they'd try to bank on that, surely. But um, yeah, eventually uh, the was it she's she's walking home and she gets attacked by a couple of teenagers and the turtles jump out of nowhere and defend her and then end up back in the sewers and we see the turtles they kind of go home back into the sewers um, and Splinter is like saying okay let's meditate and you know let's understand what happened in this battle and for some reason uh, the turtles that dancing yeah because they're the turtles that's what they do yeah um yeah and they eventually went hey we ordered a pizza and they go off to get pizza and they um cut a hole through the grate and a piece gets shoved through the grate um in the like imagine being a pizza delivery guy and you get Mm -hmm. the direction say yeah uh go to the corner of uh, 45th and 46th uh, he gets just go to the grate and shove the pizza down there. I think because the the address that Michelangelo gives him that that the pizza guy reads out is like such and such street, like the and then like the the number that he gets is like one eighty and an eighth or something like that. Yeah. So he stops in front of like building number one eighty and he's like one eighty and an eighth. Where the hell is that? Uh, I think. That's where J.K. Rowling got the idea for Platform 9 and 3 quarters from. I mean, she is historically and famously known for being a massive Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. It's one of like the... She, man, yeah, It's we, the only thing she tweets about and nothing else. We know this you know, about mad. her. She is you know, like amorphous humanoid Ninja Turtles. Fine. Trans people. No. That's yeah, all we know apparently. about J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and look, they get the pizza. Um, there's a little quip like I'll get to the quip in a second, but you know, eventually, um, her and the turtles meet up again, and she's just like, "Hey, uh, you know, I got pizza. If you want to like come in and like sit down and and Mikey, I think makes a joke that oh, uh, as long as you have like larva and like insect bugs to put onto it or something along the lines of that." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, what do you mean? No, I said, like, no, I'm only kidding." But like, if you watch like the cartoon, like that was the thing they didn't put like insects on, but like. They were famous for putting like random shit on the piece, like marshmallows and like I don't know pickled herring or stuff like that. So I thought it was like, like they seem to have dunked on the cartoon quite a bit throughout all this. But yeah, so the movie kind of goes on, and they start trying to introduce more characters like Casey Jones, um, Raph, and him. I say Raph like I'm a fucking big, big deep team MT fan. No, I mean, they, <laughs> Leo call they him. call him Raph. Leo calls him Raph all the yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah, Ra- you know, Raph, Donnie, Mikey, and Leo. It's fine. Yeah. 
they bump into each other and Casey Jones and Raphael have a bit of a tussle around. Yeah, Raphael is... They're measuring up against each other. Raphael is wearing like a, a pedo trench coat and yeah. Casey Jones looks like a 43-year-old man who looks who works at a shooting range. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, we, we never really get... Um, like So he stops some crimes about from some teenagers, but do we ever have an explanation of why he does this? No, none. We, we There is no explanation offered as to anything Casey Jones does in this movie. Yeah. There's a very brief thing that I think I was half paying attention for where he, I think he mentions that he used, he tells April he used to be a professional baseball player or something. Then yeah, he got injured. Like, oh, yeah, he can't do it. for six months or yeah. something. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, yeah. and I, presumably he got injured, so now he just beats people up with sports equipment. And like, like in the, like the cartoons, I think he only ever used hockey sticks. Like that was his whole thing was he wore a hockey mask. And yeah, he, he had a hockey stick. Too. Yeah, it was his big thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this, he goes for a whole selection of them. Like he has a baseball bat, like Raph mentions it. He uses a cricket bat. Yeah. Just like, he just walks around with a collection of... A golf um, club at one stage that he golf picks club, up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, there's no real point for them like umping together. It's just to introduce Casey and Casey runs off and Raph is really upset. You have this whole Raphael and um, Splinter scene where Raphael is apparently like suppresses his anger the whole time, and there's this whole emotional scene that Splinter's like, "No, you might have to go through this alone, but don't forget your brothers and I are here." And we we it's kind of the building of that Splinter is more than just a master to them; he's a father figure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I think that's very much a theme later on in the movie as well. So. I'm, I'm happy to, to sit here in yeah. silence until you figure it out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, but like, this movie melts. Like, like, we watched this, what, two days ago, three days ago? Mm, yep. And, like, bar for the quips and a lot of aerobatics. Um, acrobatics, even not aerobatics. Aerobatics. Yeah. <laughs> aerobatics. The aromatics. And, like, it's, I don't remember much of this movie because I don't think a lot of it was tied together. Um, Subplot. You know, Weird little ginger kid is a gang member. His dad yes. works with April O'Neil. He's um, April O'Neil's boss, even. Yeah. Yeah, because... He's the, he, he's, he's the big sub, new sub-made-up character for the movie. His name's yeah, Daniel. It's, and he's a punk-ass kid who steals things. And he's the member of Sam Rockwell's slash the Foot Clan gang sort of thing. Yeah. It's actually also how April gets fired from her job. Um, I think the police cop gets a call from the ninjas or something and decides to call um, his dad and says, oh, um, are you the father of such and such, like Daniel? And, you know, we're kind of getting the impression that there's definitely some um, suppression of the law and information because they don't want April to reveal stuff about the Foot Clan. So apparently this um, whole group that's been stealing stereos and televisions and, and selling it has some major control over the police and politicians. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a part, that's part of the plot. See, now, now you laugh. <laughs> yeah. So? Yeah. Uh, you know, we eventually get um, the big man himself, Buckethead, showing up. Um, yeah, wearing a fucking yeah. <laughs> wearing like a cheap prince costume he sewed some razor blades onto. <laughs> yeah, um, Shredder kind of you know visits them, and he he does this whole like you know 
I am proud to, I'm not going to do the racist voice, I am proud to make um, this young lad that you found on the street into one of the Foot Clan. And he hopes that everyone here will become that too because he's a father figure. And it's, that, it's a whole mirror thing of like, he's the father figure of all these criminal kids where Splinter is the father figure of the Teenage Mutant Ninja. So we're kind of establishing clans there. Like the TMNT had their own clan versus this clan. It's, it's this whole sort of retelling of, um, you know, Japanese um, samurai clan houses and the feuds they tap between each other and all this kind of stuff um you know he 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 works on their emotions he talks about like i am your father here and i'm so proud of everyone here it's meant to like he's basically stepping in as a father figure and that's the whole thing with danny um danny it thinks like his um father doesn't care about him and he hates him and all this kind of stuff and danny i think um shredder goes and says that he has information about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil and because he puts his hand up at the end of the meeting and they you know he kind of basically gets April O'Neil in danger um, the Foot Clan attack her house they have to escape I believe um, for some reason Casey Jones shows up again um, he knocks a few yeah. ninjas around don't know why he's there or where, why he was going to the antique store that April O'Neil lives above uh, that has a secret she passage owns, in the walls. She owns yeah, the... I've, I, she's rich, yeah. we guess. She owns yeah. a farmhouse in upstate New York somewhere as yeah. well. So, Yeah. So, like, eventually, um, the, you know, TNT, the turtles take her and Casey into the lair and they discover that... I think this is early on. They, they discover that Splinter has been abducted. You know, I think that's yeah. why they actually went to April in the first place. That, you know, their father is gone and they're trying to figure out... And then eventually they have to basically escape New York or at least New York City. And they end up in a farm, in a van. They leave New York because uh, Raphael is like in a coma. He got the oh, crap right, beaten yeah. up. He got like mobbed by the Foot Clan while he was on his own before they attacked the yeah. antique store. So they take him to April's fancy farmhouse to heal and stuff. Again, she owns this place. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's this like her family home, home, by the way. Yeah. This is like her family home, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's 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 a moment of reflection. You know, we get a few gags with Casey, and I think it was m- not Mikey. I think it was Donatello fixing the car or something like that. Yeah, uh, we yeah, uh, we also see uh, Don Leonardo um sort of meditating, trying to like find a center and all this kind of stuff, um. And he gets a snippet of um, Splinter trying to reach him through, I guess, the ether, like yeah. through, you know, ninja magic. Um, Force ghost. Yeah. Um, and, you know, eventually Raph gets out of the bath and we should have said like Raph and Leonardo had a bit of a spit fight. That's why Leonardo was, a, and that's why Raphael was away from the group. And that's how he got injured and got into the coma yeah, in the first that's place. That's what Raph and Leo do. Yeah, they they get they don't get on with each other and angry, but they're brothers. Yay. Yeah, that's that happens every episode, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, and like I remember we were looking at the turtles like in the countryside, and I was thinking like saying to Owen at the time, like imagine like you were going for a walk in the country, and you just turned a corner and you just saw a giant turtle just meditating underneath a tree. You just leave. Was a ninja? Just back he away was, slowly. Was, don't ask any you know, questions. 
you wouldn't even think about it anymore. You're just like, that was sad. Then once in a while, maybe 10 years later, you remember it. What? No, no, no. Suppress it, suppress it. That yeah, didn't that happen. didn't happen. No. Yeah. Um, but then a, a second scene happens, and which changed Owen's opinion, where we see the four turtles uh, meditating around a fire in the middle of the night and then have Splinter appear as a like a Jedi Force ghost above the fire. <laughs> and I said, what about now, Owen? At that point, you can't ignore it anymore. All right. Yeah. What you're seeing is real, and you cannot, you can't, you can't suppress it anymore. So you have to just, you have to just walk into that clearing, and sit down with them, mm-hmm. and say, "What's up, guys? Yeah, you're giant turtles, talking to a yeah. rat made of flames." And then they say, "Oh, we're from New York," and you go, "Ah, that explains it. You you're go. from Brooklyn, okay, right? Sorry, you're Brooklyn yeah. guys. Yeah, I get it. Okay, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> sorry, I'll yeah. just get up. Oh, sorry about so that. I just leave. Oh. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, and we see Splinter, and he, he talks about how, oh, this is goodbye for me, I'm going to suffer. And we kind of, uh, Splinter talks to Danny at some stage in the movie where we get the backstory where um, Splinter was the pet of a ninja called Yoshi something. I is Sorry, I know there's like, there could be TMNT fans going like, the fucking assholes. Hamato <laughs> Yoshi. That's it, yeah. And, you know, we get these scenes of this very... Um, puppetry rat in a cage um, imitating ninjutsu from perceiving his master. And we get to find out that Shredder um, was in love with the same woman that Yoshi was with. And they decided to eventually escape to Japan. Um, escape to Japan. Escape to New York City where, um, you know, Splinter catches up with them, kills the woman he loves, and then kills um, Yoshi and Splinter, being a ninja, normal rat, jumps at him and gives him three massive scratches on the face, which I assume is why the Shredder wears a full helmet now to hide the yeah we scars. we guess so. I'm it's uh, it's not really certain where the Shredder identity came from. Yeah, to be honest, but you'd imagine that's why he wears a face covering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, we we then find out. We kind of find out before that that you know Splinter found the turtles in some goo chemicals, and they all kind of mutated. Splinter got more intelligent and bigger and stronger, as did the turtles, and that's the origin of Splinter and how he became a master of the turtles. Which again, it's different to the cartoon because in the cartoon we know he was a human who was turned into a rat, so he was a ninja before and he got turned into a rat. Um, but yeah, so like Splinter's basically saying, look, I'm out here. Um, he talks to Danny and he says, you know, all fathers care about their sons because again, it's him saying, oh, I, I am the turtle's dads. It, like that, that's just the entire theme of the movie. It's just like daddy issues, daddy issues, teenage mutant ninja turtles. It's so, teenage uh, mutant daddy issues. Come on. Teenage Mutant Daddy Issues. There you go. Yeah, it was right. It was right Daddy there in front of you. Teenage. <laughs> okay, I know. I'm. Uh, <laughs> um, the movie goes on, and eventually, um, I believe the turtles find out where Shredder is. Um, Casey, uh, April, and Danny all work. Yeah, I guess Danny told them. Um, working away to save. Sh- um, Casey followed Daniel to their hideout. Yeah. Okay. All right, because that's relevant. <laughs> well, that's how yeah, and, that's how they find out. Yeah. Casey gets his get, Casey gets beaten up 
by one of the the Foot Clan, like Shredder's yeah. second in command guy who doesn't speak. He just makes like noises. He doesn't even do re ninja attacks either. He just punches. Just punches, and then Casey hits him in the head with a golf club. Yeah, and that's where Sam Rockwell has his scene. <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it it you know Splinter gets sick, um freed, and Shredder and the Turtles end up at the top of a building. Um, how they got there again? I seem to not remember. I remember from movies usually, especially if it's only been two days. <laughs> apparently my brain went look you can zone out here it's not important look look at Owen he's already looking at Google stuff about this movie he's not they were, I, I remember the turtles <laughs> returned to New York and they were fighting the foot clan all over the gaff like yeah and then because there's a there's a moment where like the, they're fighting in like the turtles home the foot clan like yeah. arrive and they're fighting there and the turtles are like kind of taking the piss with them they're basically just beating the crap yeah. out of all of them really easily and then the turtles like leave the sewers, and because I I distinctly remember scenes of like the Foot Clan like crawling through, like scuttling through grates on the sidewalk, like spiders like coming up out of the ground yeah. and stuff. And then I think they're winning, and then Shredder turns up, and the turtles like climb up onto the roof and all charge at him, and he makes fools of them, basically. Yeah, because he's the master and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think Casey at one stage goes to um, Splinter and says, "Oh, I think." Um, your boys can't match this. And he turns around and Splinter's gone. Because Splinter has decided to fight the Shredder. Because I guess they said, look, we can't have the turtles killing someone on screen. <laughs> that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, like, um, you know, Splinter basically reminds um, Shredder that he knows who he is. And for some reason, the Shredder at no stage is completely terrified and confused that the little tiny rat that cut his face maybe 10 or so years ago now is a, I mean, four foot, four and a half foot tall rat mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who can speak English with a Japanese accent. Not sure why the rat has a Japanese accent, to be honest. Because he is Japanese. Yeah, but he didn't learn how to speak Japanese. But he, he listened to it. He was clearly quite clever prior to the goo. Yeah, because he, he was obviously a massive yeah. evolution. Maybe he was the X-Men of rats. Because he knew martial <laughs> you know? arts and stuff and was like yeah. like competent and clever enough to like know names and like remember things and understand yeah. what was happening around him. So Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um uh, Splinter charges for him and um no Splinter doesn't charge for him. Um Shredder. Shredder charges for him like and Splinter like pulls out a nunchuck and twists around the weapon he has and like just kind of turns it and then the sh- Splinter is holding Shredder over a building um and, you know he he would have fallen if basically Splinter wouldn't try would let go but it's meant to be this whole like there's worse things than death there's losing your honor but at some stage um Shredder takes out like a weapon from his side and is about to stab you know, Splinter and Splinter kind of let's go out of shock. And he falls into a garbage collection van. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Owen, Owen, and then, you go ahead. And then, I think you want to tell the story. And then Casey Jones, the villain of the piece, just casually like slams the button on the side of the garbage truck that like compresses the rubbish and I guess crushes Shredder to death in a garbage truck. Yeah. I 
Yeah, I think in the second movie, and again, I haven't watched the second movie, and as you can imagine, I probably remember that even less. <laughs> um, they they kind of take away the death. I think in the second movie, they kind of retcon it, say, he, oh, he didn't die, but he kind of did. But, you know, but yeah, as far as we know, if they, that was the last movie. Like the shredder was definitely fucking dead. He was yeah, gone. I mean, it's not he like crushed. They don't, they don't actually show him getting crushed. They show the compressor yeah. going down, and you, I think you can see like his helmet or something in it. Yeah. So it's never like a hundred percent. Wow, Casey Jones just crushed a human being to death in a garbage yeah. truck. So it was. But we hear like, screaming, muffled screaming, and then it stops. That's true. I don't know. Isn't the shredder so. magical? <laughs> Are you? I know you meant it in the, like a, like he's supernatural. It just you may have sounded a little more. Isn't he? Isn't he magical? dreamy? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the shredder cute? Yeah. And look, the movie just kind of ends. Uh, Casey kisses April O'Neil. They're a happy couple. The um, turtles the, watch. The watch, which is really weird because throughout the movie, the turtle she's totally hot and we totally bang her. Like not in those words, but pretty much that. <laughs> Yeah. And now they're just like as surveyors of it. Like, yeah, turtles eat pizza with uh, splinter around a table, and they're all trying to find out cool ways to toast the occasion. And splinter goes, "Oh, I always liked kawabunga," and they went, "Yeah!" And that's the end of the movie. Like, there's there's not much more to this <laughs> movie. Let's be fair. No, there's not. Yeah, and um, I was. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it but not with our last thoughts but um, let's go on to our next section so Owen you'll have to be specific because of this movie <laughs> what's my Jesus moment? <laughs> what is um, your Jesus moment? Uh, I think for me honestly I, it might be Raph's voice because it's you so both, weird. Yeah. Like, I, I think I think a lot of this, maybe a lot of um, me, I, I think I confused my memories for the, the animated TV show with this movie or mixed them up or something. Yeah. But I know I definitely, I remember Raph's voice. I remember all their voices from the TV show. And then re-watching this, I think I just had assumed they sounded the same, like they got the same voice actors or something. Yeah. Raph, Raph sounds like a, an Italian mob boss half the time. Yeah, he's like a he hey, New York, hey, hey Leo, what yeah. you? Hey, hey. He's like a little bit Joe Pesci sometimes, a little bit of yeah. Sylvester Stallone in there, <laughs> in places. Yeah. It's, it's real weird, and it doesn't fit him at all, to me. No, it sounds odd. Um, yeah. So maybe that, I guess, is my Jason's moment: is Raphael mm. being a mafia don. Yeah, I mean, I, we just talked about it, but I think it has to be the Casey Jones killing Shredder in the. And it just like there was a lot of um people complaining about this movie back in the day for saying it's too violent. Like even Jim Henson, who um you know designed the costumes and did the puppetry for this, um he wasn't a big fan of this movie. He had no sort of emotional interest in it because very much about no violence, and he they thought this movie was far too violent. And if it wasn't for that one garbage van thing, I would have agreed, but. It very much sticks out as the that that was that was just murder. That was straight up 
Like Yeah, Casey just like, killed him with no qualms about it yeah. whatsoever. It was just like you're dead now, Shredder. <laughs> Do you think Casey had like a mental breakdown? Oh, I mean, Casey's insane. I think that's fairly yeah. clear throughout this movie. Yeah, Casey's but something happened there. Like, that's not a man. Like, no. Like, it, do you, you think, s- like, maybe the camera's too blurry so we don't see that there's loads of posters of uh, wanted for some it's deranged lunatic. Because yeah. we, you know, it's, you can excuse the turtles' actions because they're, they're teenage ninja turtles created from mystic goo or whatever. Yeah. So we can't really hold them to the same standards as the rest yeah, of us. Yeah. But Casey's, Casey's a criminally insane person, for the most part. Yeah, pretty much. And ah, my um, baseball career went down the drain, so I'm going to hit people in the head with weapons. S- still weird, he wears a hockey mask, and his career was baseball. Mm, yeah. You know? I, yeah, I think really they're he, they're trying to paint him as just a general sports fanatic in the beginning yeah. when he meets Raph, but fanatic is correct, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so really the... Big thing I would argue is that um, you could take Casey Jones out of this entire movie. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, I mean, you could take April out of this movie as well. You could probably, honestly, you could probably take the Turtles out. But you just, just take this movie out. It's more Splinter's story than it is the Turtles, yeah. for the most part. Like, Yeah, and I like Splinter in this. I genuinely do. Um, I, I always like Splinter's in any iteration. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, so you're a sucker for the wizened, older mentor character yeah. in everything, so. Yeah, of course, you know. They matter and they care. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Jesus moment. I suppose we'll go to our final thoughts. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Okay, um, so our final thoughts. So we both watched this movie as kids. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, you probably watched, like me, probably watched the second one. No, third one. Act- oh, third one was it? Third one. That's, that's yeah. the one where they in they're actually like in. They uh, travel back in time. Place. They travel back oh, in time to feudal okay. Japan and fight the Shredder yeah. in ancient Japan. Yeah. Who looks way cooler in that movie? And the martial arts are better in that movie. Is it the same Shredder? I don't think so. I I've, I it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I vaguely <laughs> remembered that like the Shredder is like a a title or something. Okay. I think it's in either that, that or it is the same Shredder, and the Shredder goes back in time to do something, so the turtles follow him to stop him. I don't see. I don't. Can't he, remember. He forgot his keys or something. You know. Yeah. He to go like, back. Like, ah. To beat the rat, I must go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I must travel back in time. Yeah. I have to go back what? to before the rat was born in feudal Japan. <laughs> and then we just see a splinter. Um, a splinter anyway. So we, Oh, I'm yeah, he's still there. No, he's that didn't happen, but we're joking. <laughs> but yes, I I definitely. But we saw the sequels. I saw the second one. I think I I remember that um that subway station they had like that, that was their lair in the second one. I think and the third one as well, and like that was really cool to me. Whereas this was very cramped. I, I don't know. I, I, and yeah, so but we 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 probably we liked this as kids, didn't we? I see. Even I the first I time. definitely I know I liked the turtles. Yeah, I know. Did. There's a there's a picture of me somewhere dressed up as a as one of the turtles. I think I was dressed as Donatello because he was my favorite. I mean, I had the Mikey full costume, your personality, but you but know. I I don't. Um, yeah, but I liked I liked Donatello because nobody else liked Donatello. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, the geeky fella. They really went for that theme in this movie, didn't they? No, they don't go for any themes in this movie. The turtles <laughs> are all the same person. Yeah. They don't have except like, Raph. Raph is the only one who's a bit of a different personality. Yeah, and even slightly, but like it's not. None of them have. 
real. They're all just kind of the same. Like, yeah. especially, like, Donnie and Leo don't get any real character moments. They don't get to really do anything. Leo never yeah. really demonstrates he's the leader. Like, there's one... Va- when him and Raph fight, Raph says, Oh, what are we going to do now, Mr. Leader, man? And that's kind of it. You're supposed to be yeah. our great leader. What are we going to do, bro? There's Technology doesn't exist, so Donatello doesn't do anything. <laughs> and, like, Mikey... Mikey tells more jokes slightly than the rest of them, but, like, it's never played as, like, oh, Mikey, you're so stupid. And then Raph is yeah. kind of angry, but that's kind of it. I mean, here's the question. Um, did you like this movie this time around? Uh, no. Yeah. No, I didn't. It was nice to, to go to, like, remember to visit it again after so many years and see something that I definitely, I know for a fact, if I, if I was a kid and I watched this, I would still love it. Yeah, but I mean, no, it's not very good. <laughs> we were, ha- I was having this talk with someone, and we were saying like, if you're under twenty five, um, you more than likely don't get this movie. If you're over twenty five, there's a higher chance of you really enjoying it. But then that conversation kind of went on, and I was having a conversation with someone, and we were saying that, like, could you imagine? It's nineteen ninety. Um, you're a dad. You have like a six year old kid with you, and he wants to watch the turtles in cinema. And you sit throughout this entire movie, knowing mm. nothing about turtles whatsoever. Well, I mean, you know about turtles, turtles, but you wouldn't know about <laughs> you know, you know, you know about the cartoon. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> <it>? <laughs> never heard of turtles. All that he thinks. Oh, what? Yeah, some called aliens. Yeah, sees this movie and thinks this is what turtles are in general. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This blows my mind. <laughs> these exi- these exist. <laughs> what? This is what turtles are, man. I gotta go to the fucking zoo more often. <laughs> Imagine the disappointment. You go to the zoo and you're just looking and going, Aww. Yeah, when are they going to do some fucking taekwondo? Come on. <laughs> do something, turtle. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, for myself, I'm probably in the same boat. I, I think when we finished watching it, I was a little bit more happy about watching that movie than you were. But, like, on the last few days, I, I just, I don't care. It's not, I wasn't unhappy with it. I like, I don't hate this movie now. Like, I, I can no. still, I still... I still have an affection for it somewhere, but it's not very good. If anyone told you, hey, let's watch the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. No, thanks. We'll watch something else. I think if you were, if you're with a, if you're with a group of friends who are inebriated, who who all maybe had seen this when they were younger, it's fun to sit there and watch back. I don't think you have to be drunk to. I think it's a big positive, to be honest. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a movie that's worth rewatch for nostalgia. I I have a feeling any kids nowadays might not enjoy it as much, uh, just because it's been spoiled with different effects and different iterations of the turtles. Like turtles have more character. I think they'd probably look at these characters as two dimensional if a kid thought about movies this way. You know, <laughs> they'd be right, but. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes, this movie. Um, you know, well quaint and somewhat enjoyable. It, it yeah, I mean, that's what that's what we thought when we watched the turtles as kids, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. Personally, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, you know, um... characters are weak, two-dimensional <laughs> cutouts of real attempts at human vigor and understanding, and I don't care for it, mother. Though the underlying theme of father and son is quite heartwarming, it really doesn't make up. For 
the quintessential essence of this movie, which is just a cash grab for toys. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's what kids think. Um, but yeah, um, it was the height of Turtle Fever. Um, we even got a, a turtle rap at the end of that movie. But it has shown its age, to say the least, I think. Yeah, I think so. In most ways. It's nice still to see practical effects and stuff like that. Uh, even if they yeah. do look hideous. But, <laughs> you, you know. really don't like Muppets. They just, really they're just don't uncomfortable. Like they're just not good. I don't know. I Look, I, look, I will say this. That they don't look as bad as the turtles in the like 2014 Michael Bay produced one. Why don't don't you like um you know lips turtle lips? No, <laughs> I don't like that. No, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't like anything about it. You know, I know someone who once um before I watched the movie, and I I don't think I still haven't watched the movie, but about the new teenage new to Ninja Turtle, and they went, "Oh man, you'd really like that movie." And I think it was the first time I was truly insulted for things I'm interested in, like. Why would you think I'd be interested in that? What makes you think, like based on the trailers, that I'd like this movie? Um, but um, yeah, that was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Um, I don't see us watching the sequels anytime soon for this channel. Um, but look, please tell us why we're morons and are wrong to have these opinions. Um, because I know that fans that love this movie, yeah, you know, the kind of classic, like. Give it to us. Um, I think it could be really fun like if we did a a series watching every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles iteration, like the cartoons as well. What all the movies? The the f- all the the, movies. the three the the two sequels, two live action sequels to this, plus the animated sequel to it. Then the Mike, the two Michael Bay ones, and then like Turtles versus there's Batman. Two Michael Bay ones. There's two. There's Teenage, oh. There's TMN, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows or something, I think was the second one. Oh, wow. I was um, not aware of this. And then there's, okay. we could watch Turtles versus Batman or something. Yeah. Hey, we could watch the live action TV show where Venus was in it. Who? Oh, the fifth turtle. Lady Turtle. Oh. Boo well, Turtle. Thanks for bringing that back to my <laughs> memory. Yeah, so we, folks, if, if you want us, give us some turtle stuff that you think is well worth watching and might be a good review and throw in the comments or, or throw in some turtle stuff, which is even worse than this movie that you definitely want us to watch and just be completely disassociated with reality with. <laughs> We'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, this is the end of the podcast. Um, Owen, what are we watching next? I I thought it would be fun to combine elements of two of our recent movies Uh-oh. plus a nostalgia-driven thing that has had a recent revival. We're going to watch The Karate Kid. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I've been enjoying Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go back and watch um, the first Karate Kid. Why not? That'd be fun. Um. So... Um, that's it for me. Uh, folks, um, as always, we love if you like our posts, but even more so than anything, comment, get involved in the conversation. It's what we live for. Uh, we promise we won't um, talk shit about all the movies you like. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, Owen will. Um, you hear that, Ricky? You hear that? Yeah, he's the bad guy, not me. Um, but yeah, 
that's it from me, uh, Daniel. And this is it from Owen. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Astrolope.